and very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. And I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the 18th, I believe, episode. We're getting up there. We're almost at the big 2-0. Um, and I appreciate everybody that has been listening. Um, you know, it's been kind of crazy to me. We're at over 2K, and we're almost at 2.5K audio listens. Um, so that's, you know, appreciate y'all listening in. Um, so, you know, this week I've kind of been, you know, working really a lot, honestly. But, you know, one thing that I kind of caught my eye and I'm going to watch this eventually, but I know that there's that new documentary with, I guess it's David Koresh and the Waco, uh, the FBI Waco thing. That's something I'm looking forward to kind of looking at. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and, and spill the beans, but I'm really big into Love is Blind and Perfect Match. Um, don't ask me why. I guess I like trash TV. Um, it's kind of wild, like... With Love is Blind, it's like, you know, you, these people are talking to, like, a wall, but obviously there's someone on the other side, and they have to pick, or they have to choose their match, and then they obviously get engaged and start the road to marriage. And so, you know, the season four just dropped um, on Friday. I'm recording this Sunday morning. And so we've, I've been binge-watching the first five episodes, and uh, pretty sus. You know, got some deviant behavior going on. No. <laughs> I know, it's my trash TV that I that I happened to watch this week. But um, So, earlier this week I had watched a documentary. And it's a, it's on TLC, or was. It, I don't know. If, it was on Hulu, but it's a TLC show. And I think, it, the, I believe the name of this documentary was called Taken at Birth. I believe. So, in McKaysville, Georgia, there was this doctor back in like the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, um, who was basically had like an underground abortion slash delivery slash uh, human trafficking or human type thing, you know, with babies. What had happened is, is these young mothers or, you know, politicians or whoever, you know, had babies or whatever with, you know, outside of their marriage. They would go to Dr. Hicks, and the woman would have have either the abortion or uh, would have the baby. And then Dr. Hicks would sell that baby for $1,000. That's like a million dollars back then. And so that documentary tracks down all these hundreds of parents or hundreds of kids and then trying to track down parents. And, you know, one thing I thought was kind of interesting about some of these kids is, you know, these old, you know, mayors in this kind of McKaysville, Georgia area, all had an Ill- illegitimate child, or not, I don't want to say illegitimate, outside their marriage child. So that's, I thought that was kind of crazy. I was like, man, that's interesting, man. They must have been getting down back in the 50s and 60s like that. But <laughs> but it's on Hulu. It's I think it's called Taking at Birth. Um, it's kind of sad, man. It's really sad, like growing up and not knowing, you know, who your people are and, you know, where you come from and, you know, and, and some people found their parents and their parents were like, no, I still don't want nothing to do with you. I guess, you know, it's kind of a blemish on their life or whatever. But, 
I'd go check it out. It's pretty. It's it's pretty long. It's got three episodes or four episodes, but they're like almost two hours long. It's like kind of kind of brutal brutal watching. But go check those out. Um, you know, ever since I you know, the last episode I put out, uh, you know, about Kurt Cobain, I've been going back and listening to a lot of Nirvana songs, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you my top three Nirvana songs. And like I said, that go check out. Uh, Kurt Cobain, episode 17, Kurt Cobain, um, go into kind of conspiracy, kind of what the official story is, and then I tell you my opinion on it towards the end, so you got to listen to the whole thing, but I go through, you know, each step of the, basically the entire process, but my top three Nirvana songs, and I mentioned in that episode that a core childhood memory for me growing up was listening to You Know You're Right by Nirvana, I think it was released in 2002. That's my number one song. My number two song is All Apologies. And my number three song is Heart uh, Heart Shaped Box. Now, I know some of y'all are probably like, oh, you don't have Teen Spirit in there. No, I don't. I'm tired of that song. I've heard that song a million times. It's like everywhere. I'm good. But let me know, you know, what your, you know, what your top three Nirvana songs are you know, in the, you know, I guess in the, in the Facebook post or I'll even, um, I'll even have it down. So if you're listening on Spotify, you scroll down a little bit, there'll be a section to where you can, you know, put your favorite, your top three Nirvana songs. So kind of moving forward, I've had some people, you know, basically t- want, to, want me to talk about this for a while. I've had multiple people. Um, and this topic can go kind of left quick. Like it can get, we can get, we can get into a rabbit hole pretty quick. But the topic I'm going to talk about today is clones or cloning. And this piqued my interest here in the last, I'd say, probably two months. Um, I read an article, but I also kind of heard this on a, a Joe Rogan's podcast as well. But essentially, and, I, and I've talked about this before briefly, but we're going to go into a you know a little bit of a more of a deep dive on it. But the article I read was basically that they're trying to bring back woolly mammoths. And they're using... Uh, Indian elephants as the surrogates, or because they're the closest known relative to a woolly mammoth, and as a surrogate to birth a fully, you know, 100% DNA woolly mammoth. And what I read, and what kind of what I've, you know, listened to is that it has implications for conservation. So, in a certain part of Siberia, which so Siberia and Alaska. And all these, you know, kind of in that area used to be grasslands and, you know, full of trees and full of, you know, basically like almost like Africa, like the savanna. And what happened was, was that when the woolly mammoths started dying off, the atmosphere changed. So what the woolly mammoths would do is they would knock trees down, you know, causing sunlight to be able to hit the grass. And... You know, they, they have this park. It's called Pleistocene Park. It's in, up inside. It's a, it's like 100, 100 square miles of, uh, you know, Siberian, t- you know, tundra that they're putting these woolly mammoths back. So what the trees do, the trees, the, how this was, will work in basically making that area colder would be the mammoths would knock the trees down, allowing, uh, allowing the ground that has permafrost to 
refreeze back over because the tree collects heat, the heat goes down into the roots, and the soil around the heat, around the trees, you know, become, uh, you know, not as cold. Well, in Siberia, there's a lot of trees, and it's not, and it's, it's not, and it basically has to do with, with the environment. Well, what would happen is, is that they, the woolly mammoths were, you know, obviously they were driven out, they were, you know, we as humans, you know, kind of got them out of here. And there's a lot of other different kind of environmental things that kind of happen, but we humans are, you know, we're, we're known, we're like known for getting rid of different things. And so... It, you know, the wood mammoth knocks the trees down, allows the, the ground to refreeze, allowing, you know, other smaller type animals to basically stomp that permafrost down and eventually to, to stop global warming is kind of what they're looking at. And, you know, I know people can have opinions on global warming and all that. I'm not, we're not going to go into that. That's not a, an avenue I'm going down, but I'm just talking about in terms of the cloning aspect. So... That's the reason why they're bringing them back, is to basically refreeze the tundra and allow, you know, more growth of certain populations of different animals. Um, because, you know, we always talk about, you know, or I always preface that, you know, we are, we're always, you know, like I said, I just mentioned, as humans, we doing the most sometimes. And so then that took me on like a rabbit hole of what else are they doing? So... I come across an article, and they're bringing back Arctic foxes, which I think are extinct. And those are a natural predator for you know certain types of marsupials, not marsupials, um, but type of smaller rabbits, things of that nature. Um, because one thing that is you know is happening, and this also kind of leads to Tasmania as well, is the when there's an over over a population, more diseases are able to spread, and so they're cloning this Arctic fox to have a natural predator because they were there um, in kind of these Arctic regions all over the world and placing them, you know, in this in these kind of designated areas uh, so then they can lower that the, the prey population. And I mentioned Tasmania. And this is one thing, too, that kind of is a conspiracy slash kind of cryptid um, is the Tasmanian tiger or... Uh, that Tasmanian tiger has allegedly been extinct for a lot of, you know, since the 50s or 60s. And people still say they see it running around out there in Tasmania. And so what they want to do, and they, I think it's called, it's not Pleistocene. I can't, uh, I cannot think of the name of it. It might be, I might have got those names backwards. Anyways, but the Tasmanian tiger was a known predator for the Tasmanian devil. And some of these jackrabbits and uh, other marsupials that are on, uh, even I think even koalas or wombats, and you know all these different marsupials that have have no natural predator in Tasmania anymore, other than themselves. What's happening to wombats is wombats are getting, um, and essentially in the article that I read, it was just basically herpes, and they were getting. You know, basically herpes or some type of bumps that is spreading through a majority of the, and which would kill them off eventually. Uh, the ones that have it. And it's in, I think they said, a third of the population. And so it's causing a lot of issues for other marsupials because it's transmittable to them. So wombats are getting it. Um, uh, koalas are getting it. 
And so they bring them back to the Tasmanian Tiger. Their goal is to, to basically create 10,000 Tasmanian Tigers or to clone from this DNA. And cloning has been around for a long time. It's been around since the 90s. Um, I know everyone, the, 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 everyone knows of Dolly the Sheep. That's like the old, that's like the OG clone. Um, and then the, you know, they've done tiger or not tigers. They've done, uh, dogs and cats and they've done all these kind of, you know, I don't think they've even, even done, uh, you know, donkeys and, you know, cattle. But one thing that's kind of crazy to me that, uh, that people can still like can do is like, I think it's like $20,000 is what I read that you like 20,000, 30,000, even 50,000. You can bring your, your pet back. So if, if any of y'all want to scrape up some money, there you go. I don't know where to go, but there's the idea if you want to bring back your favorite animal. No, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> but, you know, to me, when it comes to cloning, it, it, it's... Uh, man, man can't undo what man has done. And one thing about cloning that kind of makes me kind of ick is we're bringing back something that's supposed to be gone. You know, I believe that Everything has a path, and everyone, everything has a journey, and and uh, and I, I believe sometimes, you know, obviously different things create a different path, and you have a choice. But you know, when we as man try to play God, and that to me, that's a that's an that's a problem that's you know systeming everything in our in who we are as human beings and and people is we try to play God with things, and we think we know everything, like we think we can control things that are uncontrollable. And that's one thing about the cloning thing, when I'm seeing these articles of all, you know, like woolly mammoths, you know, what if they start bringing back Tyrannosaurus Rex? Like, we've already seen Jurassic World 1, 2, and 3. We know how that goes. <laughs> and, you know, that's one thing that the, the movies always mimic real life, or real life mimics, mimics the movies in some cases, too, is, you know, we start messing around with this DNA and this CRISPR technology, and next thing you know, we got uh, half tiger, half uh, uh, saber-tooth tiger. It's like now we got like a, a thousand-pound animal that's faster than both of them combined. We start playing God, and that's I think a lot of the the issue with I see you know with people uh, in that Dolly situation. So when Dolly first came out, there was a lot of kind of hoopla around that. And it was so much hoopla that, like, a lot of the investors in that sheep basically kind of went away, and the interest went away. And basically, cloning up to this, up to here in the last, till probably 10 years, you know, they, that, that was basically it. They were basically bringing back people's dogs, and that was, like, the extent of what cloning was. Now, they know, now that they're realizing that, hey, this has real-world implications, we can change things. And I understand, my opinion is, I, I understand that we can do that. Like, hey, we can bring back the Tasmanian tiger. We can bring back the woolly mammoth, the Arctic fox. Um, another one I thought I saw was, uh, you know, maybe, maybe even passenger pigeons. They just disappeared. Like, they just went extinct, like, overnight, basically, due to hunting. Or, you know, we bring back the bison or, you know, or bring it back, but, you know, make more of them. And so... To me, I think things are already like once you once you open that can of worms, you know it, it can be anything. We could start cloning humans, and as I you know kind of say that, you know people believe and like you know in, in Hollywood especially, 
you know, you see different pictures of people, what they've looked like, like a year before, and they don't look the same, or they have mismatching facial features. Um, and this is where the conspiracy comes in. If you, uh, if you guys wanted to know that part, um, you know, I know there's a meme going around about, uh, Joe Biden, how he looked like four years ago. And now how he looks now, he don't look nothing like he did. You know, I ain't going to say nothing, you know, but I am saying something, but he ain't look the same. And, you know, you look at these different, uh, and then maybe it could be plastic surgery. Some people say that, you know, but like one kind of crazy conspiracy about cloning is, or, you know, or someone looking, looking like someone else is that Avril Lavigne, uh, conspiracy. And then Avril Lavigne was basically after skater girl was, she was let go or she was, uh, you know, made, you know, not here anymore. And a clone took her spot. And that's why, if you remember, she had all this angsty type music. Then all of a sudden it kind of went to the sad stuff, piano. And this was a different musical vibe. And people always say, you know, there's all these different, like, you know, pictures of her when she was like, when she was a skater girl, you know, skater boy version. Now you got like the grown up, more kind of adult version. And she doesn't look quite the same. You know, even Avril Lavigne even said, yeah, I'm really dead, you know. So it's kind of crazy that, you know, people do that. And another another kind of clone type conspiracy is that Paul McCartney passed away in a, in a car accident and they had to bring someone back or had to bring someone around that looked just like him. Basically had to clone him is what they say. Now, I don't know, you know, it could be a clone. It could be a lookalike. It could be plastic surgery, you know, but I always say this and I know people you know, that I've talked to who've been in, in these types of realms is they say that the military and, and our government is like a hundred years ahead of us in terms of technology. So how do we not know that, Hey, we, let's not shake the, let's not shake things up with the Beatles. Let's make sure that they're right. You know, and that Paul McCartney is still there, you know, and he, him and uh, I think Ringo are the only, only ones left. So like I said, there's just kind of, kind of interesting conspiracies about that. You know, they always talk about Michael, you know, that he, he had to change his appearance and all this, uh, that he could have been a clone. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones here, but anyways, but, but yeah, that whole cloning thing is just kind of a crazy conspiracy. And I, I know there's, there's probably more, a lot that I'm missing, uh, when it comes to that. But like, I know in Hollywood, you know, they always talk about the, the, the black eye, like that's how it kind of, you know, brings you into the, the know essentially. And so, you know, if you if you ever go look that up, type in celebrities with black eyes on or with with a black eye on Google and you'll find it. there's all these celebrities that, you know, had have had that. And they say that could be part of that cloning. Another crazy conspiracy, and this is this one is like left field. This is a deep dive. So back in the 80s and or early 90s, I can't remember exactly what time frame this was, but there was a guy and he only went by John he was allegedly, he came out and said he was a clone. And he was the one that wrote um, all the rock hits. And he was into satanic type stuff. But he said he was a clone. And that they would do things to him in his clones because he said that the clones could still feel, like well, they could all feel each other's pain. Because they, they would do something. I, I don't know, like I'm not going to go into the deep dive on that part. But they all could feel each other's pain or some semblance of pain. And allegedly, he said that he had written Smells Like Teen Spirit, which is a Nirvana song, um, Black Hole Sun, that was a 
Soundgarden song and that he actually sang those lyrics and that he you know that he basically every time that he would not would not do what they wanted him to do he would be like you know they would replace him with his clone and you'll have to go look this up but I believe that's I can't remember the guy's last name for the life of me but he's been on YouTube and he may have been taken off YouTube because it was some crazy stuff he was saying I mean, some of those hair metal band uh, songs that he had played back, you know, that had, he had written, uh, basically done everything, guitar, that like every time that they would bring, take him away and bring another him in, he would be more talented or he would have like the ability to play, you know, piano or whatever. So that's all things that you guys can look up. Like just, you know, you could search it. Like I said, I can't remember if it's John something, but just, I mean, you could type in anything and try to find it. I mean, on YouTube or anything, because... I remember the last time I seen it, there was a picture of him, and then it had like a record player playing, and I can't remember, I know he I know he talked about satanic kind of occult worship and things like that in the music industry, and that you play stuff backwards. I know that's been out there for a while, but but um, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of crazy that like people are out here saying things. I mean, even uh, was a Kid Boo or Lil Boo or whatever said that he was a clone and that that if he didn't do what they asked him to do, they would just basically replace him. And he said that on Vlad TV, I believe. So you just never know. Um, you just never know about things. It's just kind of kind of crazy what you hear and what people decide to believe, and and you know what's actually true. Because you know one thing that I I'm very I always try to stay open minded. I always ask questions, but I always I don't always disbelieve things. That's just how I've, how I've always been. I, I believe it to a certain certain extent, but like. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I believe everything, but I just, I'm, there's, there's just like, you know, it might be something, you know, you never know, but I appreciate you guys listening to this, uh, episode. Um, I know, like I said, you can go deep, deep, deep with clones and, you know, one thing that I try not to do is I'm, I want to just give you guys base level of what's going on or what topic I'm talking about, you know, deep dives are, you know, for things that, you know, that can't get you, you know, make you look like a crazy person. Like, yeah, I just find these things interesting. I, over the course of my, my life, I've always, you know, read things and, you know, seen videos on this and I'm just like, oh, that's kind of curious, you know, I don't, you know, but let me know. Um, like I said, in the, uh, if you, if you listen to this on Spotify, let me know, you know, you scroll down or scroll up and there'll be like, let me know if you believe any, you know, the cloning conspiracy or if you don't, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys answer to. But you can catch me uh, on TikTok, One Man Band 918 Facebook, Yehola Tiger. You can find me on Twitter as well, uh, One Man Band 918 And also, too, guys, I haven't really been posting on YouTube. Um, I've done a few things, but I appreciate everybody that goes over there and listens to the to the podcast and some of the content. You know, I you know sometimes I'll post videos or shorts on there. I appreciate you guys listening in, and I'll catch you on the next one.